The Adventures of Bradley and Dawn, my talk, 1071. Hello, everybody. Thank you for being here. Did you know that you can listen to this whole show in podcast form? If you miss Colleen desperately, you can hear her. She's been on all week with us. And so go back and listen. And for those of you who are like, okay, enough. I thought you left. I'm, I'll be gone tomorrow. <laughs> also, if you want to go back and hear all about how Dawn thought she was Taylor Swift. That's in the first hour, and you can't miss it, really. I mean, it's just been a real... I can't wait till Brad... I can't wait till Bradley come, comes back to let him know that I am now you've a Swift. You've changed. I'm yeah. a Swiftie. You're, you, you've been indoctrinated. It's We've true. initiated you into Swiftydom. Yeah. If um, you, Mike, good job. Yeah, yeah I, I mean, you as well. I real mean, proud of us. Leave us alone with her for yeah, a week, and look, it's on. Look it didn't what even we take do. a week. It look what she made us do. Oh, <laughs> God. Okay. I know You'll what that, that song's soon. about oh, now. Yay! <laughs> it's about Kanye. Okay. <laughs> okay. Um, I have to tell you this story that I read in Food and Wine of all places, oh. but it does involve food. There was a woman. Um, her name is uh Rosemary Hain. Okay. Sounds like a nice name, right? It does. She sounds lovely. Rosemary Hain. Rosemary Hain, a thirty-nine-year-old woman from Ohio just got a sentence for something that she did in Chipotle. Oh. She was sentenced. For something she did in Chipotle. To jail time. Okay. To a fine. And also to work in fast food. I love this judge. Wait, this judge the judge actually sentenced her to, work to have a job food. in a fast food. Wow. And now, so that's the end. Now I'm going to go back and, and fill in the blanks. This, okay? okay. All right. So um, listen, I've been telling these types of stories for a long time. I spent a good <laughs> chunk of my career talking about crazy, stupid idiots. Yes. This is definitely in the vein this of crazy, is, stupid idiots. So I'm like, I would like to just guess, like, mm-hmm. did she drop trow and oh. have a bathroom moment in the middle of the Chipotle? Because that's happened before. She hasn't, but okay. Bradley just showed me that video. Oh, the Tim Horton pooper. Tim Horton, and I had never seen it, and I was crying, laughing. Tim I'm Horton, like, here's what? A poo. <laughs> Tim Horton, here's a poo. Oh my god. Okay, so this lady, Rosemary Hain, okay. 39 years old. Okay, so old enough to know better, whatever it is. Somebody recorded what happened in Chipotle in yeah. Ohio. She didn't like the way her burrito bowl was made. Okay. Okay. So. I don't feel like there are a lot of options for, like, don't they just. And you watch them do it. Yeah. So it's kind of your fault. Yeah. Even if in the middle of the making, she's like, I didn't say Pico. I wanted the regular salsa. Yeah. Then they would just go, okay, and remake it. It's not a big deal. Yeah. This woman realizes that her burrito bowl isn't made well. And she goes back up to the counter and she slams her order down. And she starts shouting at an employee and screaming at this person. And they are like, I don't know what to do. Okay, I'll remake it, whatever. But she's on a full freak out. Okay, she's lost it. And this person is just being paid minimum wage, I'm sure. Maybe a little bit more Chipotle. I'm not sure. But they don't deserve this because nobody should act this way over a burrito bowl. No, it's just a burrito bowl. Chill out. So people are people are leaning in and they're like oh my gosh yeah because you can watch this video on reddit i put it a, a link yeah. on the links page we can't play it because she's cussing yeah, the whole course. time but she's screaming having a freak out and the manager comes over and she starts shouting at the manager for a full minute 
Then she takes the fully loaded burrito bowl. And those suckers are heavy. Yeah. And she throws it in the manager's face. Oh, my gosh. People gasp. You can hear everybody go, (gasps) in the restaurant. And she's still screaming. And they're like, you know... So people, she starts to go back through the, or whatever, to try to get out of there, because she knows, she's with a friend, by the way, which, horrified, Uh, I would be. I don't get, like... Yeah, also, if you're a good friend, you gotta shut this down. Mm -hmm. Save her from herself. So, this is the part where I'm like, thank you, humanity is not completely in the toilet, because people start barring the doors. Oh, good. They are calling the police. But she does, since people don't want to physically hold her down yeah. and her friend, they push through and get outside okay. after a while, which sucks. But everyone goes outside and starts filming her license plate. Smart! People are on the phone. They mm. call the police and they say, this woman just assaulted the manager. She did this. They've and got so, it all on camera. It's all on camera. Several different angles. Love it. And the police come to her house. <gasps> Yeah. Oh, my word. So they arrest her. Yep. And her sentence was she was supposed to, she was ordered initially to pay a fine and serve 180 days in jail with 90 days of suspension. Due to the unique nature of her crime, Judge Gillian offered her an alternative option to reduce her jail time. Oh, I love this. Okay, so your sentence is, if you agree to uh, work 20 hours per week at a fast food restaurant for two months, you can reduce your time behind bars to 60 days. I, and she said yes. And she had to apologize in oh, court. I love yeah. this. Okay, first of all, can, what is the name of the judge? Do you have that? In- yes, the, uh, in Ohio, uh, the ju- because judge I wanna Timothy s- Gillian. Uh, okay, I want to celebrate Timothy Gillian today. <laughs> oh, no. Because when a judge is able to offer a logical consequence mm-hmm. that is creative, yes, that, it, that checks all the boxes, right? Because she can go to jail fine, but she's still going to not have learned... Like what an, it's like. Yeah. And now this will give her the opportunity to express some empathy in her life, mm. which she seems to be lacking. Yes. yes. Oh, I love this. So the only bad thing about this is this, this poor manager has has quit Chipotle. And um, she's just traumatized from the experience and uh, mm. she doesn't want to do it anymore. Um, she said, we live in a world right now where she could have done anything she wanted. She could have punched me in the face mm-hmm. or pulled out a weapon. I'm lucky that I only got a burrito bowl thrown at my, oh my face. Gosh. Um, but she just does say, I just didn't want her to get a slap on the wrist like anybody else and just walk away from yeah. it. She got what she deserved. She's going to walk in my shoes. Yes. You know, she's working 20 hours a week. She's lucky. I was working 65 hour weeks. Yeah. So, you know, hopefully this actually there was a GoFundMe to help this person transition into a new job. Good. So I just thought, first of all, celebrating the fact that everybody in Chipotle didn't walk away. They did the right thing and everybody came together for good and said, we'll not tolerate this, ma'am. Yeah. (laughs) I I have always said this. You just know you are always on camera. And if you aren't already on camera, you're about to be. If you start acting like bonkers like that in public, 
everybody's going to whip their cameras out. So you're not going to be able to get away with anything like that. Yeah. Also, I would have, I would like for her to consider some anger management strategies. Perhaps that might be another way she could do her time Mm -hmm. by learning how to handle herself. Yeah. It's a burrito bowl, ma'am. That's all. Yeah. And it just makes all this. And like you said earlier this week, like, it's not that these things are happening more. It's that we all have cameras. It's that we can see them happen <laughs> all the time. It feels that way, but yeah. going into the holiday season, yes. just know from this story that people in a Chipotle yeah. are mostly good. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> That's your Christmas miracle. Mm-hmm. Okay. Uh, coming up next, we're going to talk about Killian Murphy and Margot Robbie. I am obsessed with this story. Good. It's a real Barbenheimer moment. Awesome. Coming up. The Little Blind Spot. Hey, my talkers, Bradley here for my friends at Little Blind Spot and Hunter Douglas with huge savings for 2023. If ever there was a time to visit the Little Blind Spot showroom, that time is here. Right now, select Hunter Douglas Duet Honeycomb Shades qualify for a U.S. federal tax credit of 30% off the purchase value, up to $1,200. That's right, I said $1,200. Hunter Douglas Honeycomb Shades are designed to conserve energy at the window in any season. They trap heat inside the honeycomb fabrics during the winter months and keep cool air inside your home in summer. It's like they were made for Minnesotans. Hunter Douglas Duet Honeycomb Shades are available in many fabrics, including light filtering, room darkening, and blackout shading options. Visit the Little Blind Spot showroom in downtown Hopkins today for help from the best experts in the business. Or you can visit them online at littleblindspot.com. And don't forget to tell them Bradley sent you. Sing it with me. The Little Blind Spot. We're big on service. The Adventures of Bradley and Dawn, my talk, 107.1. Thank you, Colleen Lindstrom, for filling in. It's been a joy. I haven't really looked at Bradley's Instagram the last couple of days. It's been kind of hectic. Um, yeah. Just when things are different, you know, a lot on my plate. But um, hopefully he's still enjoying himself on the cruise. And, uh, yeah, he is. He is. I, I think guarantee. he's been snorkeling <laughs> at a beautiful beach. Oh. I mean, he's just having the time of his life. So great. And good for him. Good for him. Yes. Good for you. Yes. Good okay. f- Good on ya. Uh, Killian Murphy and Margot Robbie. Remember yeah. the whole Barbenheimer thing, people? Well, that was actually something that they sat down and talked about, and you love this story. Yes. What's going on? Okay, so I don't know if you ever have watched this um, uh, Vanity. Is it Vanity Fair or is it Variety? It's variety. Thank you. Yep. I always get my Vs mixed up. Variety does this thing called Actors on Actors, and yeah. it's like they, it's two actors talking to each other. I'm sure reporters love this. It's, yeah, exactly. <laughs> they don't. They're like, they don't. Great. I don't know. What yeah, like now I'm out of a job. <laughs> They're just doing it by well, themselves. Yeah, a lot of times softball questions where yes. you're like, okay, well, this is really easy for you guys to just pat each other on the back. But, well, right. But yeah. the reason that this one was really interesting is because they paired them together. Killian Murphy, of course, played Oppenheimer in Oppenheimer. Mm-hmm. And Margot Robbie played Barbie in Barbie. So the two big movies that were, and the reason why we care, uh, the, they're related in no other way than they were released on the same day. Yeah. These were huge blockbuster movies. They were predicted to be kind of the big movies of the summer. And they came out on the exact same day, which then kind of spun out to its very own cultural experience, Barbenheimer, which was something created, I think, by the public as a way to kind of acknowledge these two major blockbusters being released on the same day 
could have n- less to do with each other. Yeah. So Killian Murphy and Margot Robbie. No, what you need to know about Margot Robbie is she co-directed or produced this with uh, Greta Gerwig. She co-produced. So, yeah, produced. Yep. yep. So she and Greta. So she. So she wasn't just starring in it. She yeah. also was a producer. Well, uh, one of the other producers of of Oppenheimer. Chuck Roven, who had worked with Margot Robbie, and this all comes out oh, in this interview. Okay, he had worked on another project with Margot Robbie. She tells Killian Murphy in the, in this in this uh, in this Actors on Actors video, uh, you know that producer Chuck Roven, he called me because we'd worked together on some other product projects, and he said, "I think you guys should move your date." Oh. And Margot Robbie says. I was like, we're not moving our date. If you're scared to be up against us, then move your date, which I love. Yeah. Then he said, well, we're not moving our date. I just think it'd be better for you to move. And she was like, and, and th- to this, Killian Murphy said that was a good instinct. <clears throat> so he acknowledges that Margot Robbie's instinct to say, we're not moving our date. Yeah. Was, a, was ended up being such a good thing because again, this sort of went on to be its own cultural moment, um, which actually I think in many ways raised both of their visibility. Totally. Right? But what I love about this is that Margot Robbie did the most flippin' Barbie thing in the entire world. <laughs> really? And just like womaned yeah. her way through that and was like, we're no, no, we're not moving. Barbie's not moving. Barbie ain't gonna move. So if you're scared, you that's big what Barbie cat, the movie is about. Yes. It's about going, no, we're not gonna compromise. We're not doing that. Yeah, as women. And I just, like, I. this is why I capital L love this entire story. Yeah. Because in it, like in the actual mo- like pop culture moment that was happening behind the scenes that we did not we were not privy to. No. Margot Robbie who played Barbie was being the barbiest Barbie that ever barbied. Yes. And she's just like, "No, we're not moving. If you're yeah. scared about it, then you go ahead and you move, but Barbie's not moving." Oh my god. I know. This it's is, so it's very great. meta. It's so meta. And I love the fact that what we learned from it in the cultural moment was what shocked everyone the most is that there were people, and a lot of them, who yes. had interest in both topics. Yes. So we were feeling so divided, like we do all the time now. And mm-hmm. we're like, wait a minute. Someone that's interested in a three-hour movie about the atomic bomb yep. is also interested in Barbie. In Barbie. And so then everyone's like, oh, I mean, I was like, oh, wait a minute. Dudes that are going to see Oppenheimer also are going to go see Barbie. They're going to go see Barbie. And it was so cool. I will tell you, my son, my 17-year-old son, he, first of all, has named Barbie, like, in his top five movies of all time. He loves Barbie. Oh. He is Kenneth. But also, <laughs> what I love is that when, when Oppenheimer came out, he really did want to do a true Oppenheimer until I explained to him, that's going to be five hours. Oh. And I need to know if there will be food made available at any point in bathrooms. <laughs> But he then he was like, oh, I can't we can't do that. That's too much time to be sitting and watching a movie. And, you know, but he did see both. Yeah. And they both serve a completely different function. And that's what I love so much about the stories. Margot Robbie had the instinct to be like, no, we're not moving. Yeah. And both movies still performed awesomely. Yes. And I remember at the time Killian Murphy saying it's totally fine that it's coming out at the same time because I can't wait to see that. And I'm like, good. 
good. I know. It just I know. is a beautiful thing. I know. It really is. We're growing. You know what else is beautiful? Tell me. Um, Taylor Swift. We're going to talk about her <laughs> again. You're a huge fan now. Yeah. She had a grueling regimen for the heiress tour. We're going to talk about it's it next with mind. Colleen and Mike and me. Entertainment. Hey, my talkers. Bradley here for my good friends at Alight. You know Alight, and you've probably heard about Alight over the last week or so because of, well, the opportunities to give thanks and to give support to your favorite organizations this time of year. And I would hope that Alight is among your list. Here's why. Alight is a Twin Cities-based organization that spreads out across the globe every day of the year. They've got Team members in over 20 countries around the world. These teams are on the front lines, connecting with communities and providing service and support in the most difficult moments. We want to help everyone, and it seems overwhelming. And while I know you can't help everyone, you can help someone. And the many someones that are served by Alight's teams from around the world. Head to wearealight.org today to show your support, and thank you for the support you've shown thus far. Hello, everybody. Thank you for joining us this afternoon. The Adventures of Bradley and Dawn. You're listening to My Talk 1071. Uh, if you just have uh, turned on this station, we talk about entertainment. And um, you're probably like, yeah, we know that. But honestly, it's a fun place to be. So come back every yeah, day, man. especially at this time. Okay. Taylor Swift, she is in her heiress era. She's in her eras. Eras, okay. eras. So era. I sometimes get confused. I think it's like a Greek word, like eras. Right. <laughs> and I've actually said that on the air before, and I've been corrected, like eras, like era, like it's the prehistoric era. Yeah. And I'm like, oh, not like a Greek word, no. of some sort that I don't know. No, there will be no togas. Okay. Um, in this eras era. Um, so, but here's the thing. So, remember yesterday. I had been reading that Time article about Taylor Swift, and you said, was there anything you learned in it? And yeah. I was like, oh, you know, I I guess I learned a whole lot of things, but I had completely forgotten about this thing that made my eyes bug all the way out of my head, and shall do the same for you. She talks at length in that Time magazine article, she, of course, is woman of the year, about her fitness regimen to be ready, stamina-wise, for the era's tour. Oh, yeah, because it's she's like a machine. I can't. She believe. is like a machine. It's three plus hours. It's like an Oppenheimer. Oh, my gosh. Of back to back to back music, singing, dancing. I will say this. I did appreciate she does say in her interview with time. I'm not so great with the choreography. I love that because okay. I've always said that about her. She has four moves. She can like strut. She can hip. She can do. She has eye choreography because she gives really good face. (laughs) Right. But like she doesn't pick up dance moves very well. That being said, she's still moving her body like out of control. Yeah. So she says, okay, so she says like, basically, I have to change the way I go through life in order to have the stamina to do this night after night after night. Yeah. She stopped drinking. She was like, I, I'm not drinking when I'm on tour. Yeah. Because trying to do that hungover sounds like a nightmare. Oh. But she said every day, this is where your eyes are going to start to like, Wah! every day, she says, I would run on the treadmill singing the entire set list out loud. Okay. 
She said, I would run fast and sing loud out loud for fast songs. And then I would jog or fast walk the slow songs. And then she says, oh, my God, I know. Like already I'm like, girl, how are you? Wow. Yeah. Then she says, and this I loved. Okay. Then I had three months of dance training because I wanted to get it in my bones. And this is where I think this woman is so intelligent to know this. She says, I wanted to be so over rehearsed that I could be silly with the fans and not learn, not lose my train of thought. Oh, that's perfect. That's the way I, I mean, not to compare myself to Taylor Swift, but when I'm rehearsing for a play or a musical, I do it so much that if something weird happens, like a bat comes down, Mm -hmm. I can still go on. Did that happen? Yeah. Okay, I was going to say that. I know that that's a real story because you don't just pull a bat, a bat out of is flying thin around. Air. Yes. And it started up with me when I was playing the witch in the Wizard of Oz. So I was up in the flies getting ready way up high and there's bats in the theater for some reason that mm-hmm. I would mostly work in. And yeah, I'm like I am a real witch right now. Yeah. Like this is truly yeah. happening. Like you summoned them. Yeah. Anyway. yeah. So she's, that's how she, she knows I need my body to know the movement. Yes. Without thinking without about thinking it. Without thinking about it. And, and I think also she, that's sort of the same part where she basically said like she knew that this was, that's the hard thing for her is the yeah. choreography. So she rehearsed it so that she couldn't, she could be easily distracted and her body would still know what to do, which is just beautiful. Then she said, so then she was asked about, you know, how she, how she made sure she was doing her best at every single performance. She said, I know I am going on that stage, whether I'm sick, injured, heartbroken, uncomfortable, or stressed. Mm -hmm. She said, that's part of my identity as a human being. Now, if someone buys a ticket to my show, I'm going to play it unless we have some sort of force majeure. I didn't know she spoke French major force anyway. And then, and then they do make point of the, make a point of the fact that she, they did cancel that one show due to heat mm. after the show where a fan had died. Yeah. Yeah. Which was just tragic. Mm-hmm. Right. But that's about, that is like, it has to be that level extreme in order for her to cancel the show. But then she was asked, what do you do on your days off? Okay. The woman who has been running her entire set, like literally running on a treadmill, singing her entire set out loud. In preparation for this, they say, what do you do on your days off? Yeah. Dawn, this is going to sound delightful. I do not leave my bed. Oh. Except to get food and yeah. take it back to my bed. Yep. And eat it there. Yep. Yes, girl! <laughs> and watch something, probably. Yeah. Seriously. That's my favorite thing to do. I hate to say... I mean, I love going on vacations. Right. But there's nothing like just not getting up from bed. Right? <laughs> It's it's a sometimes activity. Yeah. But she says, she says her voice, she's like, her voice hurts from singing. Yeah. Her body hurts. Her feet hurt from wearing those, uh, shoes. those shoes. She's been dancing in heels. I know. For I three can't hours believe it. a night. Those heels. And one time they broke. I do know that. Her yeah. big boot. Mm-hmm. That sparkly boot. Yeah. And she, in the middle of singing, this proves the point. Yeah. Didn't she just like take it off and yeah. just take off her shoes and continue on? Yeah. Amazing. She's honestly a machine. I think she you is. said that at the beginning. Like, no, she's she a machine. That's why I say that she might be an alien. I'm fine with that. Because she does have such influence and control 
over people to a level I've never seen in my lifetime before. It's true. And people are, we are, we, you are now a Swifty. Yeah. Mike, you can confirm this as well. Mm-hmm. We are only too happy to continue to give her our money. Oh, sure. <laughs> We're hypnotized. Mm-hmm. Well, also what it says about her, I mean, she clearly states like, um, you know, if somebody bought a ticket to my show mm-hmm. that she wants to give them the best experience, yeah. that just it, she has so much humility because it means that she really appreciates where she is yes. and what she's gone through to be at this level. And that means that she is thankful all the time for her success and her fans. And that just makes me happy. Yeah, because you, you it makes it easier to root for her when you know that she's actually an empathetic, you know, deep person who thinks about other people it makes you want to root for her because she's not there printing money just for her own for her own happiness. She's yeah. doing it because she's got a talent. Mm-hmm. She wants to share it. She knows people feel really strongly about it. I mean, she recognizes that she has completely the swift army that exists exists because of her. Because she yeah. has been a part of that relationship. Even though it's a parasocial relationship, right? Like she people have a relationship with her. She doesn't have a relationship, a real relationship back with them. But people feel that endeared to her because she's been present for it. Yes. And I will say that it hasn't always been this way. Like, it just seems like in the last couple of years, it's risen to this point. Mm -hmm. And there have been times before where, where, like, with the Katy Perry drama Mm -hmm. and things like that, where I wasn't necessarily like on her side because I really didn't know. And I'm like, that sounds snotty. That sounds like she's wanting to be like, she needs everything perfect for her Yeah, because the tabloids kind of wanted to bring her down that way. And I ate it up. I was like, yeah, she is kind of bad. Yeah. And I actually think, I I don't know. I don't know. I, I don't know Taylor, even though I feel like I do. I nobody is a hundred percent perfect anywhere. No, I mean right, and and so is she perfect? Has she always made the right choices? Are all of her friendships oh, no. on the up and up? No, but but has she figured out how to work it so she comes out on top ninety nine point nine 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 percent of the time? Mm-hmm. Absolutely, yeah. You know, a- absolutely. That's why we're paying attention to her relationship with Travis Kelsey. I'm sorry, your relationship with Tra- oh, right. Travis Kelsey. <laughs> yeah, he's in my phone. No, he's not. Actually. Listen to the first hour of the podcast. It'll all make sense. Oh, my gosh. No, but, but you know, listen, welcome, by the way, again, to the club. Welcome to being a Swifty. This is part of what it is, is you, you focus on the good. Yeah. And you try to ignore the bad. Yeah. Yeah. Because we think really everything she does is pretty spectacular. <laughs> I thought you were going to say to be when you said, guess what she does on her days off? Yeah. What did you think I was going to say? One, I thought you were going to say she runs on the treadmill again. And I'm like, oh, no, No, honey. No, no. Uh, Or I thought you were going to say she writes a novel. Yeah. Well, maybe she does. And she doesn't tell us about that, Argyle. I, I just also marvel at the fact that Marvel, when, I see what you did there. Oh, oh. <laughs> I'm doing it. Dropping I didn't even today. know I'm doing it. I know it. you're like, see, you're a real Swifty. <laughs> Sorry, I, you Marvel. I just, no, she is like when she's not performing on her days off. She also is out and about 
doing things like going to dinner and being seen, yeah. I would freaking shut down. Right. Like I would become unhappy. Right. I know myself. Right. Because I would feel like, because I I think I'm an introvert and mm-hmm. I think radio made me that way, but that's a different that's topic a different for, a different for a different day, day. and probably not necessary yeah. to say on the air. But mm-hmm. I just feel like, I would need downtime away from the public eye yeah. where I could just like sit there and drool or, you know, just like eat with my mouth open mm-hmm. or I don't know. The pressure of always having eyes on me would bother me. So I actually think that that is I think she's in a phase of that because she does that. She's doing that during the tour. So we're still going to talk about it. Yeah. And I I I would imagine like going out to dinner all the time with friends. I'm like, does yeah. she ever have a night where she doesn't do anything? Well, we used to not hear about her all the time. Oh, She yeah. used to be able to keep all of her relationships pretty quiet, That's right? That's true. So I, my sense is that this is definitely an era's tour version of her right now. Mm. And once the tour is all done, like done, done, she's on a break right now. But when it's done, maybe she'll kind of go back into hiding a little bit. Okay. But I don't know. Yeah. She has reinvented herself. So many times. That's that's so true. Yeah. yeah. I wonder how other... See, now I'm starting to think about other things. Like, I wonder how other now. celebrities actually feel about her. I know. Do you think that people generally do like her? Or there has to be some jealousy out there. Of but course. But they know for sure that they outwardly cannot express that. Yeah. Or they will be kicked to the curb. I always wonder <laughs> that when I'm watching the Grammys, like how many beefs are in the room. Uh-huh. Right? Because yeah. there are so many people. So and many when, egos yes, and, and when artistic I, people. Yes. And I wonder when she's performing or when somebody is performing and we're seeing people's reaction. I wonder how many of them are faking it. Because they oh, know they're on camera, right? Like, I'm curious about that stuff, like, too. they're like, I'm going to get attention for yeah. supporting her. Yeah. I love oh, I it. I love you. I'm going to say watermelon <laughs> to your words so it looks like I know all of them. <laughs> yeah, because if you're Taylor Swift adjacent in any way, yeah. people are going to give if you, you some press. And if you outwardly appear as though you're not into her, yeah. that's not a good look for you. Right. I've also noticed that there's so many singers out there and songwriters who are in a completely different genre uh-huh. that go like men that are writing like rock songs. They're like, she's a genius. Yeah. Like people that are have been in the music industry forever going. She's not just a marketing genius. Yeah. Her lyric. She is a lyricist. She's a lyrical and genius. She is like mind blowing to me. And I'm like, OK, George Strait or yeah. whoever it is. Yeah. You know, is he alive? I don't know. Yes. Um, yes. Okay. Okay. You're, you're yeah. I don't think clear. he said that, but no, people, but he might. It's people that kind of shocked me yeah. like Eddie Vedder. Yes. I'm like, okay. If Eddie Vedder likes her. Yes. You know? She's phenomenal. Welcome. Well, thank you. You're Colleen. getting it. You're getting it now. Yes. Yeah. Okay. Well, uh, you're going to play a game with us Yay! next. Hopefully. Adventures of Bradley and Dawn, my talk 1071. Thank you for spending the afternoon with us. And we're going to play one more game with Colleen Lindstrom Yay! before she has to shuffle off to Buffalo. Mm. Time now to play along. It's Game Show Here's your host, Mike Ganger. Let's spin the wheel and find out what game show we're going to play today. It is Game Show Roulette. There goes the wheel. Here it spins. Where's it going to stop? What are we going to play? Ooh. 
It's uh, time for Card Sharks. Now, we kind of changed how we do this up a little bit. Uh, Card Sharks is is a fun game that involves cards. That's very visual. Wow, we changed it up so much, the theme song decided to stop. Yeah, it was like, I'm out. Immediately, sorry. Don't you talk about me that way. exactly. I did talk about it that way. Let's get that back. Okay, Uh, how this works is we're just going to do the over-under portion. So it's basically more of an over-under game. I'm going to give you a question, and uh, you two will, uh, or one of you will give me your answer. The other will then say they think the answer is over or under. So, for example, Mm. Uh, Colleen, last yeah. week I said, how many views does Baby Shark have on YouTube? And, and I would say you, 12 billion. There you, you would have been shockingly close. 13.6 billion would have been the answer. Oh my God. And Don will say over or under. Hopefully. Wow. We'll see if that's a sign of things to come. Yeah, no Holy kidding. Because that was a I, heck of a guess. I was like, I'm going to say something really weird, and I'm going to say 4 billion, I think I said. <laughs> yep. And he's like, actually, you're clo- close. And I'm like, billions? So... Yeah, so let's do it. it right. I'm going to flip anyway. a coin. Uh, go ahead and call it clean. Okay. Heads! It is tails. Dawn, okay. do you want to go first or second? Second. You're going to go second. All right. So this first one is headed your way. Okay. Uh, Colleen, give me your best guess to this. And don't give any hint. Maybe you actually know the answer. Okay. So well, just give out. a guess. Try to make it as close as possible. And we'll see if Dawn uh, will go over under. Then you guys will alternate back and forth. We'll start with this first one. Denali, a.k.a. Mount McKinley, is the tallest mountain in North America. How tall in feet oh, is God. Mount McKinley? Uh, it is uh, 20,000 feet. 20,000 even feet? Okay, Dawn. Do you think it's more than 20,000 feet or under 20,000 feet? Oh, I'm going to say under. You're going to go under 20,000 feet. Is it under 20,000 feet? It is not. Colleen gets the first point. My goodness, you are going to be good at this game. I don't. I'm terrible at numbers you, usually when I guess numbers. Well, you're off by 237 feet. What? Two, you 20, stop it. 20,237 feet was the correct answer. You were off by just wow. a couple. Wow. It's just a jog up the hill. I yeah. mean, it's just right there. I don't understand why it's such a big deal. Yeah. Why okay. does everything so high? What you guys yeah. doing next weekend? You want to climb Denali? No, yeah. thanks. Okay. <laughs> Let's go on wow. to the next one. But that first point's going to Colleen. Good okay. job. Done. I'll okay. take it. All right. We'll move on to question number three. We'll see how many we can get through. Uh, Don, the longest prison sentence ever given out Uh-oh. was given to a woman convicted of fraud in Thailand. Oh, God. How many years was her sentence? Oh, it has to be something that's way beyond. Again, it is the longest prison sentence ever, ever given out. Well, my first thought was like 236 years. Okay. 236. Or is that going to be your guess? That's going to be my guess. Okay, 236 years. Yeah. Uh-huh. Uh, do you think it's over or under 236 years, Colleen? I think it's over. You think it's going to be over? Yeah, I want to. I feel like it's like got to be in the thousands. It's just something just outrageous. Yeah. Is it something outrageous? It's 141,078 years. Wow, she Come was on. never going to live that long. Uh, guess what? Uh-huh. She got out in four. Okay. This was a part of a financial uh, pyramid scheme in Thailand. She served. She defrauded over sixteen thousand people. Acquired a uh, amount of wealth in, as a result of that of over two hundred million. Okay. And her re- sentence kept getting reduced. Apparently, the rule in Thailand is you can't actually serve more than twenty years for fraud. 
Okay. Wow. So her sentence was 141,000, oh, but you God. couldn't serve more than 20. She got that <laughs> then brought down multiple times Before. and eventually served four years. Okay. That is such a bonkers it's story. Crazy story, yes. So Wild. she's actually 83 years old right now and uh-huh. not in prison. Good. So, well, maybe. I think if you defraud 16,000 people, you but maybe should. She didn't kill be. someone. Um, I think a lot of people spirits. probably. Yeah, that's. I don't know. I don't know. I think she. I don't uh, know how to judge crime, you guys. I'm not running to be a judge. Okay. I am. She should still be in jail. (laughs) At 83 year old grandma. Okay, let's move on to the next one. What year? Okay, this is for uh, Colleen now. What year was the first microwave oven sold? Oh, that was in 1953. 1953. Dawn, do you think it's over or under 1953? I'm going to say over. You're going to say over 1953? So you're saying. Yeah, like I actually thought 1963. Gotcha. Perfect. All right. So is it over 1953? It is not. 1946. What? Oh my gosh, that was, I'm not joking. That was going to be my first guess. I didn't even have an And then I thought that was too early. Oh, wow. 1946 (laughs) is when the first microwave oven was introduced. Wow. We'll move on to the next one, although Colleen is dominating here. Three to zero, the score. I am shocked. Cats, the Broadway musical, (gasps) was the. I thought we were talking about actual felines. Not the actual feline. (laughs) It was the longest show on Broadway Mm. when it ended in 2000. Yeah. Dawn, how many shows. Did it have on Broadway? Oh, oh my God. You, I know oh, I was no. with you. I was like, oh, oh she's got this. I, Oof. Okay. Uh, okay. Um, all right. How many performances okay, let's of see. Cats? I'm going to have to do some quick math here if you just bear with me. Mondays are dark. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> Matinees on Sunday. Don't. Sorry. <laughs> um, oh, gosh. Okay. Got twenty seconds. Oh God! Um, uh, Again, we're trying to. I'm just going to say the, twenty thousand. Twenty thousand performances. Do you think it's over or under twenty thousand performances? Colleen? Yeah, I'm going to say it's over. You say over twenty thousand performances. It's ah. not. First point going over to Don. Eighteen years, seven thousand four hundred and eighty-five oh, okay. performances. Okay. Well, okay. so bad I mean, math on my it's part. All right. No worries. Well, me too. I was like, I thought it was like twenty-four thousand, whatever. Yeah. And because uh, you guys uh, crushed it so much, we're oh. already out of time. Oh my gosh! <gasps> Good wow. job, though. And hey. Colleen, you're our winner today. I can't even believe it. That was fun. That is Isn't fun. It? It's a fun game. That we'll is play a that super again. fun game. Mm-hmm. Thank you so no much. Game. Yeah. And thanks for having me, you guys. This has been a really fun time. I wanted to say, yes, thank you for being here, and everybody loves hearing your voice, and we can't wait to have you back on. Oh, if you will have, have me, some vacations. I will, I, okay, I'll do that. Okay. <laughs> okay. Okay, everybody, Elizabeth Reese will be in with me tomorrow, and Mike will always be here as well. Actually, he is going to have his honeymoon <laughs> later this month, so he won't be here always every day. 